And this is the Podcast Trivia Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Roy Kane, number 150. I'm Brian, joined by Dave. Hope everybody is doing well, as that is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. Health, yeah. and, health and security. Um, the 150 is significant because it was also episode 150. Yeah, it's. It, um, I think last they week did was with act- 100. Too, didn't they? Something like that, yeah. Because um, that was the Nathan Lane episode, if I remember right. I think you're right, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, was like two weeks ago, I think, was actually our 150th because we did a couple filler episodes in between things and things like that. But, uh, oh, yeah. And I meant wow. to bring Have that up really at the time. Have we really done that many? Yeah, wow. yeah. So, well, I mean, we've done every episode of the show, so uh, there you go. But, uh, yeah, uh, 150 uh, episodes or blacklisters blacklister here. blacklister number one podcast Derby. Yeah. um <laughs> the guys who are driving us crazy telling us that they should be <laughs> writing the scripts uh <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh we get back into arc uh this week this was a very solid round round the whole thing arc uh the blacklister all the side stories everything was arc related Correct. It wasn't a one-off blacklister that uh, wasn't linked to the arc at all. Uh, yeah. It was definitely involved. Uh, so the blacklister, uh, Roy Kane, is the warden at a uh, prison who uh, uses inmates, kind of hides them in isolation, uh, puts them in you know isolation boxes so that he can then sneak them out and uh, use them for various ops. Something that's been going on with this warden and his family of wardens, I guess, for... <laughs> it was a neat little thing at the end, Years. actually. Like, yeah, I inherited this from my father. You know, I was like, daddy, actually. I was like, what grown man uses daddy? A southern uh, man. Because he, yeah, he yeah. ends up going all the way back to talking about how his great-grandfather or whatever did it with slaves. So it was... Yeah. Uh, uh, taking on that you know these are people that will never be reformed and i'm just going to use them as my puppets and uh he was played by uh tom moppet <laughs> is that the I, name I, I don't know but if it is it's really funny because i was just thinking he looked like uh uh Either Statler or Waldorf. I don't know which one is which from the muppets oh yeah no um, but he was one of the dukes and dukes of hazard was he Bo or Luke dude? I have no idea. I don't know which one is which. So, <laughs> but uh, I saw him in the credits and uh, looked him up. I'm like, that name sounds familiar. So, and that was the guy. So, was uh, he in or did he have a like? He, so he wasn't one of the Dukes. He was, he was one he of looks the. Like he, he was one of the original. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, John Schneider was one of the original. Um. So which was which was? Oh shit! I don't remember. No. He. One of the originals, or he was so like the other in the one. Show, Oops, like, let me get my thing here. Oh, uh, let's see. Tom, don't it? ask me why I remember John Schneider's name. Yeah, Tom Wapit from 1979 to 1985, and he was Luke Duke. Wow. He did not age well. John Schneider aged way better than he did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, but uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was our bad guy of the week here. So, right. I was really hoping Al Roker was going to be the bad guy of the week. Uh, that would have. Uh, 
I'm like, oh, look, Al Roker's in the episode playing somebody. Oh, wait a minute. He's, He's playing Al, Al Roker. Roker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those scenes were hysterical. They were so, they felt so good for some reason. And somebody um, who played himself... And it didn't yeah. feel awkward. A lot of times when you get actors who actually have to portray themselves in movies or shows, they fe it feels forced and awkward. Yeah. Or, or it becomes a caricature. You know, like the Keanu Reeves in that the uh, Keanu Netflix Reeves, movie, yeah. uh, Bruce yeah. Willis in Ocean's 12. You know, it just feels a little off. Uh, that yeah. they John are Malkovich and being John Malkovich, yeah. Right. Um. It, it, it's usually taken <laughs> to a ridiculous state. But this just kind of felt no, he right. He nailed it. <laughs> He nailed it. Like uh, I said, I, I at first I'm like, oh, who, oh my god, who is this guy? He looks so familiar. Which guy was it? I, it didn't dawn on me that it was Al Roker at first because I wasn't expecting Al Roker. I didn't really look that close at the credits after. I was probably looking up the other guy he, when, when he, he said Al. I went, oh my god, because uh, yeah, he called him that. When uh, he said Al, I'm like, oh wait, he's playing himself. So uh, yeah, but those those were some fun scenes. Uh, we get Marvin Gerard uh, Gerard back in. Who's, who's always been one of our favorites. He's great. Uh, Katarina now is back in, in the forefront. Uh, we get this huge discussion about Vichyswa and no actually explanation about what it is. So as the trained chef, I have to tell people what Vichyswa is, and that is a chilled potato and leek soup. <laughs> so there you go. You know, you never know. Okay. Some people um, might want to know. So not it's not a Nazi sympathizer. It's not a Nazi sympathizer. It's actually a chilled <laughs> potato and leek soup. And uh, I don't enjoy it because I don't like cold soups. I think that's foul. But a lot of people do like it. So uh, that being said, man. That was another really good. They, there were so many little conversations that mm -hmm. happened through this whole thing. And just the, it was that was another really, really good one. I, I, I made it all bold of mine. You know, I bought a restaurant because I can, you know, a privilege you will soon enjoy that. Right. That dialogue. Talking about, yes, yeah, that's a good so, point. So well done between that one and um, the, uh, I mean, all really, anytime it was just two people having a conversation, the, the, the two conversations, we'll get to them later, but the conversations at the end, um, just, just the, the, the dynamics was so good. Yeah, that, um, I I really liked how this episode was put together and and how uh, yeah this 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 is a fan it it started out oh whatever well I messaged um, you with the same thing it's like Jesus there are now a bunch of characters I need to follow and hope I can follow the threads because they just keep introducing new people into every scene and it's like I, I'm. That's Too not good. that's not hard for just a casual viewer who's just sitting on the couch watching. But when you're like me, preparing for a show like this, and you're taking notes, it's like, oh my god, okay, who the hell is this guy? And I, I gotta go look him up in IMDb to see if because sometimes the name isn't said, and it's just it, it, it gets awfully confusing sometimes uh, when it's uh, when it's you know quick scenes like that because we had a lot of those, like you said, conversations. This is what this whole episode was, was two people talking. Next scene, two different people yeah. talking. Next scene, yeah. somebody from the previous scene was somebody else talking. You know, it was just constant little conversations throughout. And they were all fun conversations or important conversations for the story. 
Like you get driving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, You get red and Marvin uh, uh, Gerard talking in the toy store where Marvin's a a toy store employee. And this woman just wants, I forget what it was she wanted. And he blue Play-Doh or something. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He just kind of goes off on her, but we get the great line out of that scene where, uh, where red says, you're a lawyer. What does moral character have to do with anything? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But the whole thing there was, Marvin kind of knows some information because he was in that prison and he's not going to give up what he knows unless Red can help him get to be a lawyer again because he was disbarred due to him going to prison. It's negotiation, yeah. yeah. And that's Uh, where the Al Roker scene comes in. The the threads were fine. You know, luckily, I think, with a lot of these little stories that were kind of going on in the episode, they... We got right to the next part, and it just kept it, flowed. It, it felt very solid. Yeah, yeah. It, we we weren't bouncing all over the place, and then I would have to go back and say, okay, what were these people doing again? You know, like some episodes, it's just very disjointed. This was um, well put together with that. Yeah. So, and I like that they didn't really hide it from the get go who the bad guy was. They just outright told us, and that might be, you know, hey, they're listening to our show because we always tell you we figure out who the bad guy is within five minutes of the show starting anyway. So you might as well just tell the audience. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like that, that there was no mystery as to who this um, this bad guy was going to be, uh, that it's just we need to now watch our heroes catch him and and what can they do to do it. Right. It was is how do they go about it? And that was one of the few times, you know, when when they when, you know, they got out of the prison and like they're like, OK, they're armed. Oh, crap. Um, it was one of the few times I felt like justified they did something without having backup um because they had to because yeah it was just it was just pure time like we don't we can't wait right Um, they were getting ready to call the backup and then all of a sudden the guys were on the move and they had to follow them they they didn't know where they were going so they couldn't they couldn't organize where the backup should go uh and uh yeah we're able to go in there and and save the day uh for the most part although i did have an issue with that of um Hey, uh, let's go through all these channels to try and let the um, uh, Witsec people know, the marshals know, right? And like uh, someone has them on a hot dial somewhere, I guarantee it, you know? Right. And like uh, there were two outside. Um, hey, why, aren't, why isn't she knocking on their window going, hey, FBI, you've got a problem? I um, wonder that because we could use you as backup right now. Yeah, yeah, if they uh, had gone in a different way or gone in even earlier. Yep. Um, yeah, I wrote so. that down because you know once they identified, because she identified yeah, yeah, with yeah. with Arm real quick over the comms that yeah these this is Marshalls and she's like oh it's it's a hit so okay uh, this is an attack on a safe house all right yeah there was the time to go knock there were two of you there one of you know Liz could have kept gone yeah. and, and and Park could have gone knocked on the window uh, and uh, just said that because i mean those guys ended up going to their deaths uh just kind of rushing in yeah uh because the they they really showed also the the brutality of this assault force and when we get the interview with the one guy that they captured later he's like you know we don't get details we're just given targets and you know they, they were going in with intent to kill it's not like they knocked out the marshals and they just left their bodies on the ground they shot the the, bo- the unconscious bodies on the ground to make sure they were dead so it was, it was there was a brutality um, going along with it but it followed through later when the warden goes 
to their safe house and, and basically executes the uh, three inmates that were still left alive. Yeah, totally saw that coming too. How did they not see that coming? Um, and how weren't they prepared? I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, even if they did, it's like, okay, I don't trust this guy who's supposed to be coming in. Let's get into three different corners of the room so he can't shoot all three of us. And we should still be um, armed. And and we have <laughs> assault rifles. Yeah. Um, so like once he shoots like the to first. Turn him back in. Yeah, once he shoots the first one, they should have fired, been firing back. Yeah, uh, yeah so they... Uh, and, it, and it's not like, oh, they're dumb criminals. The one dude was, you know, uh, they, they talk, what is an insecurity specialist. Um, you know, he would have put that level of logic together. Um, right. You know, we are expendable. Uh, right. So, I mean, they all could have. I don't want to say anything about their, their intelligence because they were prisoners or, or convicts or anything like that, but... Um, no, no, no. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. It's, they were, um, yeah, yeah, I get you. The, the one guy definitely would have, that's just, that's a simple logic that he would have known to work out just from, you know, de- description of what his job had been and the things that landed him there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the whole arc we see with them is just so that we understand that these are the guys that captured, uh, Dembe's and right. Mom. right. Uh, so that, that it can get us back to that, which is our, our major arc here. Um, there's still lots of little stories we're, we're going to touch on. Um, where do oh we, goodness. what do we want to hit? Let's just go through the Imam story. Then we can touch on all the little bits. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Katarina has him captured and is kind of interrogating him for information. He knows information. Dembe has basically all the secrets that he's been keeping for red. He has shared with the Imam. That's what we're to believe. That's at least what I believed coming out of this. Uh, I think he knows a lot. I don't know that Dembe would have told him the deep, dark green secrets. Um, Cause I don't think they would have been relevant to his, to the relationship that he had, but it's certainly but, been know. telling him some of the things that he's been yes, involved he knows, in. He, because... knows, he knows a lot, but I don't think he knows how deep, dark, like, you know, he, he doesn't know the Imam. I have no belief knows the truth about whatever we're supposed to believe about Elizabeth. Um, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't think he knows that level of detail. But uh, but he knows enough that could give Katarina information to move forward and get more information. So, like she, she the imam knows that he he might know something that is re- that he oh. might not even realize how relevant it is, but it would be relevant to her. Sure, uh, that she could use it as you know just a clue towards what she's trying to find out. So uh, yeah, they have him uh, captured, and obviously interrogation's not working. He he's. He's going to hold his secrets because that's his role. And uh, so she calls Dembe. Interesting when she calls Dembe. Dembe. Dembe didn't seem as surprised to hear her voice on the phone as when later in the episode, I, I, Red was, hears her name said. <laughs> I mean, that was two two things that bothered me about Dembe in particular on this one was that he was like, okay, you know, he's, he took it in stride. Um, and then he waited before he left and you felt like he'd been there a while and he was told an hour. Right. Uh, Cause he was still there for Marvin Gerard and Michael Wynn or whatever his name was and Al Roker. And, and then right. he doesn't, you know what I'm going to, I'm going to cut out and go check on X, Y, and Z or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, it definitely uh, didn't. So uh, it was like, he wouldn't, I mean, I would have expected him to say, hey, I gotta go. I gotta hit the head. I'll be back. You know, those tacos were bad. You find know, a way to sneak out earlier. Yeah. yeah. Given the urgency of what's going on. And that, and yeah, and that he just didn't seem shocked. 
uh, like there was no acknowledging who he's talking to on the phone. Yeah. I mean, he was on the other side of the restaurant. Red's not going to hear him. So, you know, he yeah. could have just, you know, said, I, you're the last person I expected to hear from, uh, mm-hmm. considering you should be dead or something like that. Uh, you know, he, he did, he took it awfully in stride and then just went to it and, and didn't seem surprised to even see her face when he got unmasked. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a little odd, uh, given that because when Sto- red stoicism when, only goes so far uh. right because <laughs> when red hears the name maddie tolliver when the warden says that's who hired him to capture the imam i mean red's imme- you know immediately puts a gun to his head and says think again because i know for a fact she's dead uh <laughs> which, which is like, okay like i get you needed that for dramatic effect but it's not like he's gonna pull that name out of his ass um, no, but I think it was more of like an instinct. Okay, because uh, it Red was operating comfortably, so emotionally it took over yeah. him. He was he was operating comfortably, believing she was dead, and now to find out that that was all a ruse um, had him. You know, his instinct was. So re- remind the listeners and me because I forgot where is the Maddie Tolliver. Obviously, who I know who it was, but how was it used in connection? Was that a name she had used as the neighbor? Of Liz, I believe so. Okay, so that, that's was... how I'm remembering it. Okay, uh, yeah, so... and I think that was the name. Um... It wasn't like a name that he had known Katarina by 20, 30 years ago or something. It was, it was a more recent. Yes, because uh, okay. we've heard that name this season. So yeah, yep. So uh... yeah, because because you know red really doesn't want to believe him, but knows, like you said, that name's coming out like, ugh, crap. All right, I guess uh, we're, we're on again. <laughs> and uh, he was able to uh, get the information where he was, and, and Red and them arrived just in time before uh, Dembe spills any secrets to Katarina. Uh, and killing Katarina's uh, right-hand man there in the process, too. So That was, that was a really good standoff. I don't know why, but for some reason I was like, oh, yeah. Um, and it was a, I am 12 feet away. I've got him. Just say the word. I've got him. You got him? I got him. You got him? Bam. Which, which is him. interesting. He says, oh. you got him. And then the guy shifted. Yeah. And then shifted his gaze behind the imam towards yeah. Red. And then Red ended up getting him. Yeah. Uh, cause, I, I don't know why. Just that was, I, I just thought it was awesome. Yep. Um, you know, yep. well, well, well executed. No pun intended. So yeah, Dembaden ends up not saying anything. Uh, no, Dembaden's an honest man. He's like, I didn't say anything, but, but I was going to. He was going to, and uh, Red was concerned about that in talking with uh, the Imam afterwards, where we get these great two conversations going on, and really the Imam kind of counseling Red at this point, saying that you know Dembaden so, Dembaden had no choice. So go ahead. Hang on, I want to I want to back up the thing that I picked up very 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 early in this episode. Is it, and we've talked about this in many others. There was a common theme. Mm-hmm. And I picked up almost immediately that this episode was going to be ethical dilemma, ethical dilemma, ethical dilemma, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, five minute a boat, there's only enough food to feed four for X amount of days. Who, who goes over the side? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's, and everything in this was ethical dilemma. Um, and they, they kind of flat out said those words, I think, at some point in there, specifically at the end with, with, um, yeah, uh, red and, and the imam. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it was well, oh man, this conversation was so good. 
but yeah, I just I, I meant to say that towards the beginning about the common theme of of ethics and, and mm-hmm. kind of what was you know what do you, what do you do? Um, well, the whole thing was played out, and it was you know we we kind of had a nice pin uh, pointing towards the the theme of the whole season, which not everybody isn't what they believe to be or what they seem. Uh, not everybody is who they seem. Um, and, yeah. you know, the imam, when talking with Dembe, uh, when Dembe's trying to make the decision what he's going to do, uh, and, and says that, you know, a man's life is built on secrets. And and it's those secrets that make the man is pretty much what that conversation was uh, just before he kind of, like, forgives Dembe and then refuses to let him say anything or to refuses to be the one to say anything, which put Dembe in the position where he was going to have to say something because the imam was not going to do it. Right. You know, he wasn't going to reveal what he knew. So it was going to be up to Dembe to make that choice. And it kind of comes to what this episode's all about choices. You know, same thing too. You know, there's so many moments where people are going to have choices to make. You know, Red's got to shoot. it's the ethical decision, the, yep. the moral philosophy and all that. Yeah. So whereas Dembe had no choice and, uh, and, but then the imam ended up having a choice, you know, cause he decided not to tell the uh, FBI who it was that abducted him because Dembe told him not to. So Dembe in, in, not to, in yeah. that way, Dembe and red can go hunt down Maddie, uh, Tolliver again without bringing the FBI into it. Even though we have the other side of the coin where Liz obviously, you know, sits there and meets with Katerina and, and knows right. of her being but alive. Bef- before we get into that conversation, there was a conversation earlier. When did Liz figure out that Red knew she knew? Uh, when she met with her um, PI afterwards. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah. missed that. Yeah. They, she was whatever, after Red had already tortured the PI, the PI met with her and, and, and kind of inferred. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I forgot about that because I was like, how does she know this? Uh, yeah. Okay. I remember that now. So that's why it's Liz, Liz knows he's. They're playing that game that they've played every season. You know, we both, we both know what the other thinks, but we don't know that they know what they know type, you know, that endless circle of yeah, <laughs> deceit yeah. uh, that they have going, that they continuously have. Whereas if they would just talk honestly with each other, they, we probably would be a lot further along by now in their relationship, but they they continue to not trust each other enough to uh, share what each other is doing. Uh, but, you know, whereas, uh, you know, cause red due to his illness and his, his health issues is going to turn over his entire empire to Liz and has it all set up in his will to do so. Marvin Gerard's the, uh, executor of that, uh, who's going to go ahead and go over with her for that. That just won't enforce the will of a criminal empire. Right. Right. You know, I mean, your last will and testament, I should say, I know how you enforce the will of a criminal empire. You get Red Reddington and Dembe to do it for you. Um, but, you right. know, the last will and testament, it's like, hey, uh, so you're the new bot. No, I'm, I don't recognize that particular document as any type of legal binding. Um, I own this chop shop now. Yeah, um, unless it's unless it's something like uh, what was that organization with that kind of uh, with that uh, person who uh, the guy who. uh um, was the oh, 
this was like last season. The, the the son who the illegitimate son who was going to be one of the one of the ones to make the vote to uh, approve Ray yeah on the which, which we still don't fully understand yet <laughs> so either. maybe this uh, will it maybe those who execute this last will and testament make sure that everybody down the the pyramid follows suit is because this organization at the top has something to say uh, I mean that's that's what I'm going to say onions yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but but again, you know, Red is like you know bent out of shape that Dembe had no choice. Oh, we all have choices and things like that. He says, and and but Marvin Gerard, when going over, it says, you know, it's gonna be a tough choice for uh, Luz to make. You know, well, he said it sounds like she has no choice, or that sounds uh, like she has no yeah. choice. Yeah, and uh, sometimes there's no what? choice. Yeah, and then at that moment, he's like looking at Dembe and realizes that Dembe didn't have a choice, and okay. I forgive him again. Uh, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Pri- well, he's, you know, Dembe's his guy. They, they've teased. Uh, he's him. been his guy since episode one. Well, since the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, you know, Liz was talking with Katarina in the car, and yeah, you had these two conversations in cars going on at the same time, and they really played off each other well, uh, which was these great oh, yeah. things. Do you want to talk about that? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we talked about the 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 imam and, and red, and yep. then on the other side. So, it's it's been a long couple of weeks. So, it it was inferred that there had been contact between Liz and Fakarina, which I'm going to convince that it is. Um, Me too. And you know, in like contact but not or but not necessarily communication because she knew where to go she knew how to meet her although they hadn't really had any conversations other than hey you alive yes i'm alive okay are you alive yes i'm alive okay yeah uh, okay meet at this car at this time uh, wrong car that's the pizza car right uh, i mean so did you kind of get that I was kind of surprised Liz to see she, Liz knew she was still alive, right? Oh yeah, yeah no, I mean because she called her right after it, so no, she she was well aware uh, of her being alive and that she was uh, going to kind of help protect the identity that she's dead. Um, yeah, if if Red were to ask, but or play along with it when Red was telling her that you know that that woman's dead, and she's like, oh okay, I believe you, even though she knows otherwise. Um, well. She knew otherwise, and she wasn't. I mean, Red thought she was dead. I don't think she got mad at Red for like lying to her at that point. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm saying that he, he, she was playing along with it, though. She wasn't saying to Red, oh, no, I think she's alive. In, in, in that conversation, it was kind of the same thing. Choices have to be made. Are you ready to make this decision? You know, and um, right. well, because Liz is in a tough spot, too, because she's still got obvious loyalty to Red, uh, but she's also got this kind of because she's fooled into believing, you know, Katarina's her mother, loyalty to her, because we on this show don't believe that's Katarina. Uh, the, nope. uh, we've been, I don't want to say we've been fooled too many times, but, uh, we refuse to be we, fooled we on this one. We know how it one. works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, too, it's too easy. The, the fact that she is still looking for information about what Red knows and what Red's involvement is just, leads me to believe that this woman doesn't the real Katarina would know. So that that's I guess my my little bit of evidence that yeah, I'm gonna cling on to. Yeah. 
there's she's seeking for answers she shouldn't have to be looking for. Right. She uh, should clearly know yeah. who this man is and what this is all about. What is she trying to find out that she's got to, you know, manipulate and torture Ilya, that she's got to, um, you know, threaten Dembe uh, and, and do all these things to get this information that she clearly doesn't know and that she doesn't even make a stand here. She takes off today when Red shows up. They're like, okay, you got to get out of here. And she immediately bolts. Uh, if it was the real Katarina who really wanted to confront Red, I think they would just do it. Um, but she's trying to, she wants to get answers first before she has the final confrontation because she need she doesn't know what she needs to know. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but all of this, yeah, it's going to be Liz's choices. Yeah. Cause she's, you know, the, 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 the Harry Potter line was said, one can't live while the other survives. I, I wrote down the exact same thing. <laughs> I wrote down the exact same thing. So, uh, uh <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Cause that, I think that means, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be important, and Liz is going to have basically Liz is going to have to choose between one or the other, and that that's going to be her tough choice. And Red, knowing now what Red knows about her being alive, and even more, um, wants to have Liz prepared for what's to come. Uh, talking about how she's she's going to be headed to a dark and uh, dangerous place, and wants her to be prepared because she's going to need all the resources that he has to offer her because he might not be there to help her. So go for it. What do you think? Looks like you had oh, an total, epiphany. T- <laughs> I did, but not about anything you were saying, though I was listening to you. <laughs> I just caught the parallel of I inherited the business from my father. Like I just now freaking made that connection. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so you had neither. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there was... I didn't think about it. Moment, yeah. I didn't think about it, but yeah. Um, and then you, who got it from his father? Who got it from his father? This this supports my Romanov theory. It's been it's um, been oh this is a good one. Yeah, it's been <laughs> the protector. It's been handed down. The, the protector, protector of the crown or whatever has been handed yeah. down. So I like it. I I, could, I will I will rationalize this any way that I can. <laughs> I don't like you know I'm with you. I don't see a lot of chatter about this. I I don't really you know, scour all the reddits and everything, but I don't see a lot of chatter about this more, just people kind of, you know, going on, you know, what they think, but nobody's really got a solid theory that I've been able to latch onto either. I, I like this one still. It, it, the it, solid theory is the red arena, fake arena, whatever, but I think it's irrelevant to anything. Um, right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, what, anything else in this one? Though so, um, I think that really covers it. That we there was a lot there. Um, a little. So we, as much as I actually really enjoyed this episode, and I think you did too. Kind of yeah. after we got past the first twenty minutes of you know the the multiple characters and the parallel, I I uh, sent back you know the the parallel to the just lie to me episode with the the guy that was had all the kids in the juvenile hall, remember, and he was letting them yep. out to go rob houses. Yep. Um, who was the ward that it was, you know, very similar. Yep. This is, um, yeah, this is a lie to me episode. So, uh, like that. Some, yep, absolutely. Um, for the most part, very good little, you know, the weird Dembe hanging out, you know, most of it was, is well written other than there was also the, 
line towards the end, like, is that Marvin Gerard? Wasn't he still in prison? You were just talking about Marvin Gerard two scenes ago, saying if anybody can get the information out of him, Reddington can. Exactly. Sloppy writing. Yeah, uh, if it was intended to be playful banter, but it 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 does feel yeah that does feel a little sloppy. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, it was just a little. A little odd. Um, Other than that, I mean, it was a pretty tight episode. Uh, very little to complain about um, production-wise, where uh, we usually we have some some complaints because there was a lot of little things thrown in. Even at the very beginning, with Katarina and the Imam talking and going into uh, in depth about uh, faith, and then kind of talking about like webs of deceit and things like that. Just, just again, all ties into the theme of the episode and what's been going on all season. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, wrestlers, uh, I know I'm pretty, but you're not my type line had me rolling for whatever reason. Because I, I, for whatever reason, I wasn't expecting it, and I totally should have been. Um, it just caught me off guard, and yeah. I thought that was really, really funny. For, for all the wrestler we got last week, he was basically in that one little interrogation scene in that car ride with Liz where she says that he wants to give the Empire. But after that, she was with Park the rest of the time. Yeah, you know, wrestler. I, I like disappeared from the episode, the the second half of it. Yep. So um, okay. they there was a um, other maybe I missed it, but I thought it felt a little sloppy when they were first interrogating the prisoner, like the guy, like the very first prisoner in prison, the dude that ended up getting shanked in the neck. Yep. Um, they they kept talking about having his DNA, but then he said something about them having prints, and I'm like, they never mentioned his prints. Um. They said he had his DNA or something. But uh, they didn't the say. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't say to I, him. Again, I think that was. Know. I think that was more, uh, you know, an overlook um, type thing. It was DNA was off like, of a print. Is the what was what it was? But yeah, yeah, maybe that was a little. It's like figure. Is it, did you have his DNA or did you have his prints? Yeah, they said um, DNA they, they off the prints. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Which I don't think uh, is what we were told in the last episode that that brought it up. I think it was just we found a partial they, print. I think they got a partial, yeah, and then suddenly it became DNA. And the only thing they ever said to him was DNA, and then suddenly it's like, oh, I don't care where you got my prints. Like, they never mentioned prints to him. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think that's about um, it. Bought a restaurant because I can. I already mentioned that. Billions of assets. Um, so he is big again. Um, I mean, that's a pretty clear... Yeah, he's back. Um, uh, and she's, she's... Bigger than he ever had been. Because he was... He was at zero two seasons ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had nothing, and he had to rebuild. So he's back into billions. And we've talked about, you know, with Liz getting it, you know, that she's gradually been, you know, learning from the best, so to speak, and is um, going down dark paths on her own. And, and when is she fully going to embrace it and just go there? Uh, and that this is kind of like hinting towards that, especially those conversations at the end of the episode, that it's hinting towards that she's going to have to make that choice to, um, you know, whoever she's going to support in this in this coming war, whether it be this Katarina or Red, she's going to have to go down. She's going to have to make a dark choice. And I don't think either of these lines up with her, at least right now, Um being the you know long arm of the law, she's going to have to you know dig into those uh, criminal resources. He but but a, we have seen her utilize them before. He was an intelligence officer, right? Yeah, and well, left to do this. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I thought that too. Yeah, he 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 worked uh, 
in that as well. So, yeah, we will see. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get there this season. Uh, we only have one more episode to go, and I want to talk briefly about that. Next week's episode is going to be interesting. It's going to be real interesting. It's uh, so... I, from what I've read, uh, because this, the episode was not finished filming, a bulk of it was not finished filming, but they decided to finish it with this uh, kind of this anime. What's the animation style? It's, it's uh, like a. Not comic book, but it's not, it's not cell shading, but it's very similar. It's very kind of almost noir. Um, it, it there there is a style to it, and I can't remember. And I, yep. actually, tonight was the during the thing was the first time I had seen clips. Yep. Um, by design, I was actually purposely trying to avoid uh, so you kind of saw it. But uh, it's going to be this kind of like Dark City style, uh, like film, yeah, noir, 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 noir uh, deal, yeah. And and so the episode's going to be done at that uh, because of what's been going on in the world. The actors recorded their lines remotely from home, and they had artists go ahead and uh, prep this episode. So I don't know if the whole episode's going to be that way, or if only part of it is going to be. Because I know they did film some scenes. My hope is that the whole thing is that way. Don't do a little bit and then fill it in if, with art. If it's Go all some in. scenes, you've got to you've got to be very careful about what those some scenes are. Like yeah. what would be brilliant is the whole thing's animated, but by chance there's a flashback scene, and that flashback is actually in real as opposed to in, in animated. That would actually be very clever as opposed to all the other things that whenever you get a flashback, it's animated, right? And this is the exact opposite. But right, you can't have um, like, okay, a shot of Red talking on the phone and then the person he's talking to is animated. Uh, that would, you know, get, it gets a little Roger Rabbit for me. So I want yeah. it to be, uh, <laughs> you know, I want it to be one style all the way through, preferably. Yeah. You can't just like, hey, the first 10 minutes that we got filming were whatever. They don't film in sequential. And then so suddenly you just get this random live yeah. action scene. Right. Because yes. they filmed it. Yeah. So if, the, yeah, if they only had 10, 15 minutes of the episode filmed, they could probably go ahead and draw up 10, 15 minutes just to replace those scenes. So I hope the whole thing's animated. There has been a blacklist. Because they already have the lines. And yeah. We, yeah. And we know there's a blacklist comic book uh, because when we go, if you go then, through online and go through the blacklisters, and it is that style of art in the comic book. Uh, so there are some blacklisters, uh, and there have been some blacklist episodes that are considered canon that are from a comic series. So uh, this is going to kind of tie into that. And, and this could be interesting, you know, moving forward with the show. If it's just going to be this one-off thing, just to have this because it's what they had to do and, and they want to tie up. But this also makes it interesting in that they can actually give us a meaningful closure to the season with maybe some – because they don't have to – like let's just say next week's episode was filmed, but it was a pure filler episode before the finales, the you know, the, the three sure. finale episodes. It would be a horrible way for the season to end on just a pure filler episode with no arc. Like otherwise, it would have been better that it ended today, with this episode. Yeah, because this episode actually would have been a fine ending to the season if they didn't have anything else. But the fact that they're deciding to give us one more means that there's something else they want to tease, and I think they decided to do this animated one instead because they really want to get something out to us that's going to cliffhang us over the summer. So yeah, that no, I agree in Absolutely. the fall. So I think this episode that we're going to get next week was not originally intended to be this episode this way. And I think it's probably been rewritten. It's going to be animated. So, and in it's which gonna, case the entire thing will be hundred percent animated. You're right. Right. And it's yeah. going to give us a nice arc, um, uh, cliffhanger 
for the end of the season and we can get stuff to talk about all next season and get back. Hopefully, you know, everybody gets back to normal with uh, filming and they can get things filmed. Um, yeah. I, it, I'm interested in seeing and we'll, we'll probably have to wait because right now, you know, still a lot of things are closed down, but we'll have to see where we're going to go with the show because we know last year they didn't have a fall season. They did the whole 22 episodes in the spring. I wonder if they're going to do that again next season. Like maybe we won't be coming back in the fall. Or if uh, we well, do, they would normally start. They wouldn't start filming until uh, mid to late June anyway. Right. So uh, if things don't so get rolling to the point where maybe. they feel comfortable doing it um, with what's going on, it could be that they'll take a lot of time and really write up a good season, and they'll just plan on start filming in the fall with uh, twenty-two episodes all spring. Which they've done, so there's precedent for yeah. it. So they can they can get it in. Uh, so that may be what we end up getting uh, next season. But we won't. We don't know right now. We just know that we got one more episode for this season, and we're going to talk about that. So we would love to hear what your thoughts and feelings are on that. You can go ahead and email us at blacklist at podcastreview.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at podcast the Twitter. And if you want to participate with us while we're recording the show, you can follow us on at Twitch tv slash podcast follow us there and friday nights right after the show airs is when we record and you can join us in our chat room and make comments and questions there and we'll be happy to read them yeah so, so anyway that is going to do it for this week's episode i am brian and he's dave and we'll see you all next time good night everybody